0: I did not know you were such a crooner? You're such a buble.
1: I am a buble. That's like the second buble reference, Becky, that I feel like you've had in a couple of weeks.
0: I mean, I feel like if you're sharp, there's always a buble reference.
1: Welcome to a special, pun intended, episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. Because today, my sisters and I are going to talk about the Netflix show special. But before we get into that, first, Becky, you had a big 24 hours. You're the first Corman child to host a mega Seder over Passover. Lily's hosted satyrs in her house. I've hosted
2: satyrs with definitely 11
1: people. You've hosted satyrs with all of the Jews in the Canary Islands, Lily.
2: 11 people.
1: All 11 people. But Becky hosted the first mega satyr of our generation in California, no less. Becky, what was it like?
0: this is as close as any of the three of us will get to the olympics
1: that's the best way to describe it <laughs> i mean i saw the that's picture it me- of your table like
0: i'm not when i say it feels like i have been tra- train- training, training my entire life i have been training my entire life for this day where probably one of my favorite comments at the end was someone going wow, it seems like this is your 20th Seder, not your first. And I'm like, mom's like, yeah, because it's more like her 35th. I'm like, she's been working towards this her whole life.
1: So, I mean, does um, that mean, wait, does that mean who do you mark as your biggest Seder influences? Because well, at 35, you've had s- roughly 70 Seders.
0: So here's what I, I mean. The reality is that we grew up going to Tia Jan's first night Seder, which is gargantuan, right? And over the years it's grown and grown and grown. And what I've taken away from Tia Jan is the the detailed planning of the lists and lists and lists of every single thing that needs to go out. And then the order in which you're going to do it over the course of the days and doing that like time management with every single little detail, like, okay, you can't forget Miriam's cup and Eliyahu's cup and the orange for this, like all like the Little things, and knowing that like the Tia Jan style is the like extremely organized and like time blocking how and when things get done. So that was a big part of it, and then obviously you know everything else about my hostess uh, capabilities from our mother. So it's like a true hybrid. But I cooked for three days. I made enough food to probably feed forty people, so I slightly
1: so underestimated. Oh, so you underestimated? So you, uh, yeah. I was gonna say you underestimated.
0: <laughs> doing, so it, it's I'm like and I am like fifteen, and I—I'm not kidding. I have like a, a, I have. There's so much food left. It's not that bad, but there's there's. I would say I have half of the food left over. We probably only ate about half of it. Um, And, and and well, I guess I'll do my shout-outs at the end, but a shout-out to um, the Jewish Martha Stewart, Jamie Geller, because I followed her brisket how-to videos and her brisket recipe, and it destroyed. It was amazing. It was probably, like, the best thing I've ever made. I'm not even kidding. Like, you guys should fly out here for some of my brisket.
1: You can mail us some. Put a little dry ice.
0: I can FedEx you some brisket. It's spectacular.
1: It's a very I feel one. like if there's a listener who wants Becky's brisket enough to send us a note or or tweet saying you want Becky's brisket, I declare now Becky has to find a way to mail it to you. <laughs> and, um, and if you do it, I don't know, on the day that the podcast drops on Friday, you get a bonus stickle of mom's gefilte fish.
0: Oh, that gefilte fish. Mom What, pack.
1: what an unbelievable batch, Mom? right? Okay.
0: So, Vlad made the chicken soup. It was out of this world. Mom brought her gefilte fish from Philadelphia packed in styrofoam and ice in a giant hockey bag. And do we Gotta put, love how dad always has a hockey bag. Dad brought all the hug-a-dote. It was like so, it was so unbelievable family that had together.
2: 15 hockey bags, but nobody played hockey no
0: in family.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not it's like such family. a Montreal thing. I don't even think actually. we own ice skates. Like, that's how far removed like we are. Everywhere, everybody else just calls it like a big duffel, but we call it a hockey bag.
1: My ankles um, still hurt from the two like times this, I went this, out. I skating.
0: This Seder came together like I have to tell you is one of those things where it's like mom and dad arrived I called people for 5 p.m they got here at like 4:58 Wow right. But- the the from Philadelphia from Philadelphia like, they brought the gefilte fish and the horseradish because you can't cook good horseradish here. I don't, I don't know what the deal is. this place is so weird. Um, oh, I made a chopped liver to like end all chopped livers. You know why? Because I put all the caramelized onions in. It was you guys would have loved it.
1: Chop um, the chopped liver game over here on the East Coast was huge this it was year. Huge? It was huge. Yeah. Aunt Jan's was like out of this world, and Barbara's Allie's mom's was delicious as well.
0: And I got to say, it was like, while I know I had to, I carried the brunt of it. You had Vlad making soup. You had mom making fish. You had dad leading the Seder. You had cousin Alex making the haroset. You had cousin Vanessa bringing macaroons that would knock your socks off. You had Robert. Oh, my God. Robert and Susie brought a flan. Robert made a flan that was, you know why it was so good? It was the same recipe as mom's. Oh my god. Oh it was so amazing. it's like
1: the family flan recipe. It's like the
0: family flan recipe. It was wow. so good. And like classic mom, she's like, "This is the best flan I've ever had except for my own."
1: To mom's <laughs> credit, mom can take the classic flan recipe and make you a skim lactose-free version that you cannot tell the difference Oops. from the real yeah. one.
0: Um so it was it was really beautiful. It was a beautiful night. I'm feeling great about it. And then today we had a dozen people over from matzabrai
1: that's so awesome. yeah all right lil it, how um, how is your seder? and now your son is the age where he can start learning the story what what has he picked up which child is he in the four children you're a little bit muted though lily we cannot hear you Lily, we cannot hear
0: Let's you. talk about which kid he is then, to okay. while we wait for yeah, him. you feel like he's it. the wicked one, or do you feel like he's <laughs> the delicious, yummy one? Or maybe
1: he's a simple I, I, I'm one. I'm not going to lie. I, I did know. a lot of asking the kids at the various Satyrs which kid they thought they were, and I'd listened to them, and they all want to be the wise kid. It's an incredible incentive to get kids to behave well.
0: To be the wise one? Yeah. Well, it's probably why
2: it's in there. Um. I'm just saying that if I took as long to talk about anything, like, at all in my life, as long as Becky did to talk about her seder and each food that was planned, you both would have given me tons of shit. So I'm just saying, for the record,
1: well, well, you know, sometimes, 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 you you know, I feel like, I feel like. Part of why I was really so interested in it is Becky and I had this really special vacation that we went on, just the two of uh-huh. us. That you and, weren't on and, with and, us. Where you,
2: you guys were allowed to talk and run on sentences and they use extreme detail in
1: your stories. <laughs> yeah. So,
2: I guess I'm not needed anymore. So, Lily,
1: tell us what it was like having your whirlwind Tasmanian devil, Balky Bartakamus of a son. Uh, <laughs> at a seder where he's able to understand the story of passover
2: well i started telling him the story and anytime you speak to him lately he just goes no 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 tell me about the dragon who's scared
1: the (laughs) dragon who's scared
2: (laughs) he just wants you to make up a story about a a dragon who's scared and you'll be like
1: Showed him how to train your dragon. Now's the time. He yeah, why didn't you show movie. him that movie? that's yeah. like one of my favorite movies.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. And so um, I was like, no, no, but this story's really great. He's like, nope, I want a story about a dragon. And so I was like, well, I'll do you one better. And I got inspiration from the Rugrats Passover that there's this amazing episode of Rugrats, which is such an awesome cartoon that I feel like is lost in the oblivion. Is it Canadian? Why is it lost in no, the it oblivion? it was a Nickelodeon
1: and... show when, when we were teenagers. So we were just a little it was really brilliant, funny show, but it, it was it's a little bit too young for us. But they had the Rugrats pass over on like VHS at camp all the time.
2: So um so yeah, so in in that telling of it on Rugrats, they use like they don't do like Jews and Egyptians so much as like they use babies and metaphors.
1: Because the so robots' kids are the babies. They, they're the right. Jews.
2: So I use the dragons were the Jews, which when you think about it doesn't make that much sense because they could just like blow the whole place up or whatever. So the dragons were the Jews and they were scared, and the horses. which so I couldn't think of like I didn't want to like be too menacing. Um, the horses were the Egyptians because they seem very elegant. Um, I feel like the Egyptians have like good style so I basically told him the whole story and he was captivated <laughs> he, it was pretty cool and then Hossett asked, told him, then he asked us to tell him a story so Hossett started telling him a story and and he goes, okay guess who I'm talking about? And he goes Ari, it's a superhero and it's my favorite person ever, it's like my favorite superhero and Ari turns around and he goes mommy <laughs> and we're done <laughs> i'm like i'm out i don't need any more parenting okay good. okay good. done I, when you told strange, me that goes, story no i meant the hulk which was a bit of a weird finish but i'm also talking about how all the dc um uh comic book heroes were doing Seder to the, together he made that up
1: does he so know hulk is not a DC hero? Because. I really, really bothers oh. me how much you guys mess up the DC and Marvel here. Oh, I guess. Here. It's like... He's, he used Aquaman and Wonder Woman. Okay, so I it, guess,
2: yeah, he mixed them up.
1: No, no, Michael, okay. Aquaman and Wonder Woman go no. together, but Hulk does right, not go with Right, Hulk them. is Marvel. I, 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 will, I anyway. will say there's a Goldbergs episode, still my all-time favorite episode probably, which is the Christmas story, also known as Super Hanukkah, when Beverly is a giving Hanukkah some sizzle and pop and adding all these other traditions. And George Siegel, the amazing, amazing George Siegel, comes in and he starts telling her that, like, the story she's making it make no sense. So he talks about, and what about when Moses the porpoise came in and parted the Red Sea? And that's what I kept thinking of with your story. Well... Uh, in my Thanks for asking. I don't know,
0: how, how, in a tea? how was yeah. your
1: Passover? It was lovely. Uh, 200, two days in a row of matzah You can't go wrong. Last night, I sat... I
2: like, you said you can't go to the bathroom. <laughs> You're going to be backed up for a while. <laughs> You're like, oh, you can't go.
0: I you was, so, blueberries.
1: Uh, among many highlights, including getting to be at Tia Mario Tia Mario, and Tia Jan's Seder, was last night, Allie's cousin Liz... Uh, who is a listener of the podcast, Allie's cousin Liz's son, I don't know if she wants us mentioning names of kids, but her son and I sat down and we had like a little chat the way you know how dad chats with like a young person you know like like we'll, we'll sit and chat with a kid at a Seder and just you know like ask lots of questions and we had a very very detailed question about the Seder and martial arts Lil and I was showing yeah. him pictures from your gym like uh, the
0: connection between a Seder and martial arts or just two separate
1: two, two topics he because he, he does topics. martial arts and I was showing him pictures of your gym and as I'm scrolling through I scrolled through to a picture of your husband's shirtless, like greased up, flying through the air with a jump kick, and I remembered that about 11 years ago, when I had shown that when that picture was taken, and I had shown that to Ally's cousin Liz, she thought it was amazing, and I actually bought her a mug with a picture, with picture of him on it. On it. Does she still have it? And, oh yeah, and her yeah her husband drinks out of it like all the time. She's like, oh yeah, <laughs> I still have it. So there you go. That's, That's my hilarious. Passover story. Okay, now. Our, our our main topic for today, our special topic for today, is a Netflix series that I you know I won't bury the lead. I can't recommend enough called Special. It was brought to us by one of our great pop culture gurus, co-host of The Gold Nerds, The Great Lawns, from Los Angeles. And and as I learned from her, she has a, a best friend that I refer to as celebrity best friend, Adriana Nassar, because you know how people have squads, like famous people have squads, and they're always photographed sure. with... I, you know, And so, like, this is the person in her squad that's with her, so it is like their joint recommendation. Um, uh, uh, was this show special? And with that, uh, which one of you guys wants to take it away and describe the show? Because I've seen two episodes; it's fantastic. Who, liked, who okay. watched it first? The Lily, is, is your recommendation? What? Like you're the one who told us we should watch it for this episode. No, Becky did. Oh, Becky. Then Becky. No, so Becky back. said
0: so, that. Lon said to watch it. Lon's and recommended. It. So, yeah. so the show. So the first thing to you know about the show is that it's fifteen-minute episodes, which. I have just. I love. I am obsessed with the fact that it's fifteen minutes.
1: Revelation
0: and uh, truly a revelation. And the premise behind it: it's about this twenty-eight-year-old guy who's kind of getting out in the workforce for the first time. He has his first internship at this job at like a really hip blogging company. A blogging whatever blog, blog blogging company. Really hip blog. Sorry, I'm old. Um, And
1: it's hard to figure out exactly what that is, though the place he works.
0: Yeah, and. He's, I think it's uh, an he, online magazine. He's he's pretty insecure about the fact and and uncomfortable the fact that he actually has um, cerebral palsy. It's a mild case, but it affects the way he walks and his dexterity. Um, and in in trying to in an attempt to cover up the fact that he has cp he tells everyone that the reason he has these mobility issues is because he's been hit by a car
1: and and yeah
0: and so he's. oh yeah, the other thing to like about the show is that his, his character is he's also gay and so for him the the whole the whole arc of the of the show or that he talks about is that he's already out as gay but he's not out as having CP, and so that's kind of the thing about him that he's in the closet about. Um, and he makes all these new friends, meets these interesting characters, and it also explores the relationship with his mother, who's been his, you know, primary caretaker. Um, it's written; it was conceived by and written by the main character, um, who nice has CP. It's yeah, I guess it's based on his story. I don't know to what what details, and um, and it's a comedy. It definitely has some serious elements, but it's it's a comedy that's that's my description that was it i'm done
1: lil take it away
0: well i'm just gonna
2: say that i feel like it's crucial that you get a wreck that puts some pushes something over the edge for you because like i didn't need someone to like give me a hard sell on this but the trailer i don't think the trailer netflix does it justice because it kind of, I watched the trailer and it made me seem like I'm like a, ugh, a drama and it's going to be like really sad. And I was like, oh, I can't deal with this right now. Um, like I just thought it would be too dramatic. And then Becky was like, Lon said to watch it. And I was like, ah,
0: okay. Right. That was like show. enough
2: of an endorsement. Yeah, like, that is true. It. Sure. What, there are those shows like that, like you're interested, but you're like, oh, I don't know if I feel like this right now. And then somebody's like, watch it. You're like, done. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I just oh, needed. Well, like, if you like
1: it, well, then I'll check it out
2: right and so even though I crashed last week about the Instagram stories I actually popped upon the Instagram stories of special and it's way <laughs> better than the trailer
0: because it was just the two of them Ryan and Kim the two main characters oh my god! Everything. their chemistry and the, and the character Kim is so exactly. funny so,
2: so that was just sort of better even and then I um, yeah I thought that was interesting when you just get that little extra push to watch a show um well, I wanted to ask a question. Like, how I feel like Special breaks the mold in so many ways in just one show. You know how they talk about like small movies and then yeah, you know, like, like a small show, but it's I feel like exactly it's a small and like long I've long heard, you know, so many people will be like, there are no small movies or there's no small right. parts. Right. You know, I, I I like I feel like this is like a small show, which is <laughs> a story. I have to call it a small show, but um yet it is there's so much to unpack and i do find it really breaks the mold with its 15 minutes with its topic and i just am trying to imagine this this guy ryan going to any sort of studio and be like okay i have a great pitch a young man with cerebral palsy who's gay who's trying to have his first sexual experiences as a tv show what do you think
0: And make his first friends and, like, do all of these adult things. Adult things.
2: And and he struggles with his disability. And just hear crickets, right? Like, I can't
0: imagine what... Here's here's, here's why. uh, There's some genius or some set of geniuses at Netflix that have finally decided that the best way to reach audiences is to make really, really niche shows and to get as specific as possible into one person's experience. Um, And whether that's because they are happy enough with the fact that it's okay to target a really narrow audience, or they understand something that I firmly believe in, which is that the more specific you get about a single person or group of people's experience the more universal that actually becomes and the more you generalize an experience to try and make it universal the less relatable it actually is so like and by, and by, and it I, works. so
1: when you make something like just way too broad it doesn't make any sense it but does, the details it doesn't, it doesn't is no what really gives sense. it life
0: right because i'm not disabled i'm not gay i'm not 28 years old i'm not living on my own for the first time i'm not doing any of these things in my life but this person who's struggling to find their confidence, right. and is, is and is experiencing first for the first time. The amount of empathy that that provokes in me in but, some moments and sympathy in others—that's what's relatable. So you're really just you looking are... to create a human connection, which is what this sure. show does. It doesn't have to be and... about my experience specifically.
2: But also i would say that it's the fact that you have had your first job you had had a bitchy boss you have had had to make new friends you've had your first sexual experience your first boyfriend like you've gone through all those things and yet this character is so different which is great which is kind of like you know I, i it's the same kind of vibe i liked about sex education of there's all these very unique stories but they're and they're
0: different, and they they do try to push the envelope and break the mold, but yet we can all relate. But like in this, the fact that he lies about his disability and says he was hit by a car. When I was when I was like 23, when I was like 23, and my back problems were at their absolute worst, it was before I had my back surgery, and I I basically like I couldn't walk, I couldn't walk quickly. Like it's not like I forget about jogging or running. I couldn't walk fast. I could just walk like at a really slow pace, and I couldn't sit for long periods of time. I remember living in New York and walking down the street street with people and people walk so quickly and people getting annoyed with me and instead of saying oh I have like these back problems and this and that," I go you know we're always in such a rush everywhere we go what's the big deal with just taking a look around and breathing it all in and kind of just making up these lies about why I couldn't walk quickly and so I find it I found it really funny and really true the way that like you know, you don't always want to reveal everything about yourself and put it on the table, and that sometimes you do are gonna lie about things and make stuff up to people. Like that was a no, for sure. Very much.
2: Had. Um, and what do you guys? Okay, so we we see that with this show, um, you have fully in, endorsed the 15
0: minute show oh my god doesn't it just make you feel like anything else is too long
1: i like the 15 minute format or the shorter format when they make a substantial amount of a show so I don't think like I'm fine with the fifteen minute format, but there's enough of this show that I don't feel like they just made something little that they couldn't afford. They just used the amount of time that was right for telling this story. Like I like the way he has kind of a revelation at the end of each fifteen minutes or he makes a decision at the end of fifteen minutes. Yeah. And that it's very focused on him and there are side characters, but they're they're not they're not filling it just to get to twenty two minutes. It's purposeful, but sometimes I feel like they make a short because, or, or so. Well, we'll put it this way: Janet Varney, who's one of my favorite performing humans ever, she has a show called Fortune Rookie on IFC, and that is, I think, it's shorter segments than those it's really really funny it's a it's an autobiographical thing as if she left acting to be a psychic and she's like the worst psychic ever and Mm -hmm. um it's it's really funny i wish there was so much more of it because it it's good it's like it's great and it warrants them making more and more and more of it i wish they had just made more because i feel like i only got like a taste like only got a few episodes whereas with special i feel like no i got a real season of something and okay because there are eight episodes right because there's eight episodes of 15 minutes that's four episodes or six episodes depending on how you count it you know of, of conventional television and i feel like that's that's a great Way to that? Like, I just wish we had more resources for things that are a short format, but still want to tell a full story.
2: My question, though, goes a bit further of being like, you know, do you think it they might have thought, or do you think it has more watchability because you're only asking people to invest 15 minutes at a time? And they yeah, maybe I think lean sometimes, on that. Though, being like, this I, is a tough topic to get any everybody to watch. I let's, think, let's try a 15 minute format because people like have no time for anything and if you gave me a 15 minute podcast I'd be like oh yeah I'll try that I think Maybe it's like a 3 hour podcast I'd be like oh probably not
1: I think 15 minutes is a celebrity. specific amount of time I think less than 15 minutes and people might look at it and be like this isn't a real show like I'll watch this cuz I like the person in it or something like that, but I'm not going to watch it.
0: that less than 15 minutes it feels like a
1: sketch. Yeah, exactly. Like like they did these like Mortal Kombat, which I, I love the Mortal Kombat video game franchise, but more the the characters in it than actually playing it. And a couple of years ago, they made a these like short almost like teasers of a few different character sketches eight minutes ever and they were like amazing they were better than anything that would ever done with mortal kombat ever before and then they just like died on the vine and so for me if it's like a bunch of eight minute little things and i don't feel like that's going anywhere then to me i feel like uh, it's not really worth necessarily investing the time because it's not going to be satisfying whereas 15 minutes and it's a season or i'm told it's a story or similarly with fortune rookie when it, like i'm told i'm being told a story um I'm into it. Uh, uh, Stevie Jackson's Honestly Charlotte is another one that's a short where I feel like I am... The, I know up front that there's a story here, and I'm and I'm interested in it. So...
2: So, you, so you're saying is that there's... I feel like you're saying is that it's not... Maybe they. it was easier for them to pitch the show that way. We don't know. But also there is room for this genre of the 15-minute
1: show. Oh, 100%. But I think it's more about convincing me up front that the length of time you are giving me here is the right length of time to tell that particular story.
2: Now, the show is getting great reviews. So Sorry about that. The show is, is getting um, really great reviews. But when I read something really funny that... Um, that was on Huffington Post about, you know, endorsing it, it's so awesome, it's so funny, it's really, I mean, we can emphasize that the writing is great, but the, the person writing the critique was like, or the review was like, the only thing is that sometimes, you know, the shots are a bit, or like the, the, the transitions are a bit janky. Like, in one shot, you see the two of them standing in the back, like him and Ryan in the bathroom, and they're like, let's invite people over for a party. And then it's a really, like, few seconds slow, and then all of a sudden, slowly, there's more people in the room, and then all of a sudden, there's a party. And and they're like, it's a bit janky, like, as a criticism. And I just wanted to scream into my phone, what is it, Scorsese? Like, what do you... what, How...
1: This is the um, definition of something I mean, where the story and the characters are what matters. Like, it doesn't need exactly. to have I mean, it would be right. great. I was
2: like if you're looking for something to pick it apart with, fine, but I was like really are we focusing on the, you know, director of photography of this show?
1: Yeah, um, I, I, this one is one where I almost like it, you know, and it is very—it is visual. It's not not visual. The expressions and the reactions that people have on their face. I really love the way they use costumes. color, the way they the use really colors really and the costumes. Uh, can we talk about there? So we talk Kim, about them. Well, yeah, I, I want to talk I, about. So there's the main thread of the show, which is his character Ryan. But then there is the backdrop of this kind of horrific internet exploitive internet blog. Oh my god! It's so funny. Out. What did you guys think of that and the Olivia character or, or maybe you want to set it up a little bit I don't know but there's he gets a job where where essentially they write stories to get web hits you know typical kind of I I, mean, I think that, it's an
0: online magazine
1: whatever it is no it's
0: a, yeah whatever it's like a online magazine blog, blog kind of and they need
2: likes and hits and they need people to click on their stuff so they so basically the head of the of whatever the, the magazine or whatever it is um is they did like a redo a restyling of the whole mag which is called egg woke which is just amazing amazing how bad that name is so and
1: so great and so almost the, real yeah.
2: right and so and she's just horrendous she's like the the classic like devil wears prada emily blood mm-hmm. like bitch But
1: Emily Wait, Blunt's character I, I does no. at least one nice thing at the end of Devil Wears Prada. Well, we Actually, want. she reminds no. me of she reminds me of you guys didn't see Neon Demon, the one that Lindsay recommended, but she reminds me of the characters yeah. that like ultimately commit cannibalism in Neon Demon.
2: Jeez. Ah, Wait, you know i think i think that she's a little i mean she's pretty one-dimensional but she gets at, like maybe a little two-dimensional well, it's as a it's, it's
0: good satire i feel like it's it's satire that borders on documentary you know right
2: and so <laughs> shy and i
0: earlier today had a, com-
2: a quick conversation about something really
0: interesting oh, where is she just catching up they, they, what just just yeah. catching up outside of podcast hours yeah you we are just and right. uh, a little. I gotta say,
2: Shireen had quite the discussion about body image today. <laughs> like fascinating. Yeah, and it was sparked by the scene in the show where Olivia tells Kim, who's uh, voluptuous, to keep writing about her like positive body image. Not because Olivia gives a shit about her positive body image. but Because or, it gets a lot of hits. It's it's it, it's, it, it's popular right now and gets a lot of hits um and and clicks and kim just has this like s- snarky response or putting in her place that's a great moment and her whole confidence and body image juxtaposed against ryan who is so like self-conscious and nervous and mm-hmm. you know rightfully so it's a great um you know yin yang day and night kind of you know
0: Parents. I also think that it's important that his friend and partner, you know, in crime in this show, is a woman who's, like you said, like she's got bigger boobs and hips, and she has, you know, and she's, um, you she know, she's, Asian. yeah, she's Indian, yes, she's Indian, Indian, I she's Indian and like things that that are not, we're not putting a skinny blonde as his friend that he's making. We're we're putting someone who is actually representative of the of of lots of different features that have typically not been accepted as as shown shown or included, you know, in the conversation. And so yeah. So I think that's
1: And there's a great moment also where she takes like a little bit of a shot at these very plastic women who come to talk to her and she says something to the effect of oh you guys you, they, they say something nice to her and she was like oh i assumed you were just going to come over and tell me if i lost a few pounds mindy kaling could play me in the movie. <laughs>
0: that's right
1: and i think that that was a really great putting in their place she's interesting she could have her own 50 see that's the thing is that you could have your own 15 minute spinoff of the world through kim's eyes yeah. and and not be that much of a crazy investment of a spinoff and not necessarily having to weave it through a half-hour show that and take away from Ryan's story, but you could have, like, a, a special 2.0, just a Kim edition. <laughs> so I would, watch, I would watch that. I'm always pitching spinoffs, I guess. All right, so in the end, we recommend special it's a buy all around and you don't have to buy it if you already have netflix so that's even yeah, better. Exactly. and a big thank you to our friend lons and her celebrity best friend adriana Nassar. and for and the it just really
2: the show like proves to any studio head ever of all time that if the writing is good and the story is good and the idea is good that it doesn't like matter like that's what that's all that, that matters yeah that's all that matters and 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 I think that this show is such a great example that Shy brought up. I just I don't want to not mention Speechless. Shy brought up with me earlier today, you know. But there's also that show Speechless. Like this is groundbreaking, I think, the show. But there is a show currently on TV that has a disabled person played by a disabled actor, and and on I ABC. Think that's a
1: it's, an a, it's on ABC on, right. with Minnie Driver. It's a terrific show. Right,
2: and it's a it's a great show. And I said to Shy, and it serves an amazing purpose as probably being one of the first shows to to really. Um, I mean, remember... Uh, gosh, what was that show with Corky? Life goes, goes, goes On. Life Goes On. That's what it was I remember that being a really big deal, that there was a kid with Down syndrome on TV when we were kids. And then I'm not sure I feel like we've seen that that much since. And Speechless, I think, is... It's fantastic. And I said, sure, especially to watch with young kids and your family. And it, But the point of the show is not just about the kid with, with the disability. It's about how the whole family you know, functions like a normal family, et cetera, et cetera. I was like, this is even, you know, takes it, like, elevates it even more because like Becky, you said before, it's shining a light on a specific type of marginalized people that don't get to play parts in movies, let alone the lead or TV because, oh, they don't sell tickets the way women superheroes don't sell tickets, right? And so I just think it's very cool to keep breaking the mold. So Netflix like has my vote. Sorry. Yeah. They I can. will say
1: I I give Netflix I give Netflix a lot of crap. I you know about the their shows. I think a lot of their shows that get a ton of a ton of press like Orange is the New Black and House of Cards are nonsense, and I really don't like those shows. Um, but there have been a few things like sex education and I know Schitt's Creek isn't Netflix, but where they have been the ones to bring a couple of things to us where I'm like, okay, these guys know what they're doing. That's pretty awesome. Uh, all right. So let's go on. there have been some big trailer drops lately huge trailer drops for Mm -hmm. us in fact i was looking at our numbers and among our most downloaded episodes feature discussions of the following two topics so this so one is cobra kai and the karate kid and the other is which makes perfect and the other is star wars so didn't
0: we talk about star wars on the last episode or no
1: i mean i i don't think no we talked about it when we were in los angeles
0: well we didn't talk about the trailer on the episode i, I don't
1: think lily hadn't seen I it i think yet. we lily. did we did we no
2: i did i i i did you know what though i don't remember it and i feel like i don't care i don't understand it
1: okay All am right. i supposed so...
2: to care she hugs leia is that what our conclusion is
1: <laughs> okay cobra kai have you guys seen the trailer to cobra kai season two
2: I mean, we can talk the Star Wars trailer. In fact, I'd love you to explain it to me.
1: So wait, let's okay. Star Wars trailer in short, you see Kylo Ren putting together you... his old.
2: I watched the trailer. <laughs> his
1: old mask. Rey does a flip over a Tie Fighter. Yeah. She hugs. She hugs Princess Leia. There's. They. It seems like they go to see the old Death Star on what must be Endor which has suffered an ecological disaster because it's like a desert now with no Ewoks (laughs) and you hear the Emperor's voice laugh at the end and it's going to be called the Rise of Skywalker which after they've been telling us this is the end of the Skywalker saga which by the way as I continuously say is one of the more unnecessary things for uh, them to tell us over and over and over again why why end the Skywalker saga but anyways like maybe end this part of the series but there's tons of stuff that could be done with it in any event uh, there's a a lot of cool imagery in it but we saw a lot of cool imagery with the last Jedi trailer so I'll believe it when I see it I just have a lot of faith in J.J. Abrams that he'll tell a good story for sure now over to Cobra Kai have you guys mm-hmm. seen the trailer for Cobra Kai? No, season? I didn't Yeah,
2: no, there have been out. like a couple trailers, or like a trailer. Where, Where do you see other, like, them? On YouTube? All like, I know like, is that I got so-
1: Or you just found them? I, was so, I don't understand. I was so excited <laughs> during it, I stopped watching it, because I'm like, I don't need any more spoilers. You've got yeah. the return, well, spoiler alert. Oh my God, alert. I love that
0: you have uh, uh, Daniel's building up his dojo, yeah. which is gonna be so jo- exciting.
1: Johnny's dojo is getting out of control, and becoming- Out of control. It's becoming out of control. It's He's probably- made a
0: bunch of gremlins, basically.
1: And and the return of John Creese, the original evil master from the first one, Martin Cove, mm-hmm. the actor Martin Cove, and Daniel Larusso's daughter joining the dojo with that pretty kid who was from it's the first that, with Johnny's first. son oh that's it that's johnny's, that's johnny's son. son Oh, i forgot about that yeah with that pretty kid and and so you're so
2: i feel yeah he's a little bit too pretty but that's fine they
1: they but they did a really nice job kind of holding off daniel really getting into the story majorly until the second part of yeah. the first season and now that's really what the second season is going to grab I, hold of i
2: have had like few like I'm not sure I've had as—I mean, I guess my wedding was a lot of fun, but watching that show with Jose has been, like, one of the most fun things I've ever done with
1: him. And, and like,
2: it was amazing.
1: And the trailer that I just saw has a slow, slow version of, I believe, Cruel Summer.
0: Yeah. Playing mm-hmm. in the
1: background. Yeah. It's I'm, amazing. I, first of all, it gave me very a lot of emotions. But seriously, are they just—I— promise me like they have to promise me that for season 3 they are saving that oh, Peter a song the night and shine um, armor from Credit Kid part 2 song
0: i was um, seeing that they are going to have to bring elizabeth shoe back
2: but no how we talked about this that she what is she doing that she can't be on this youtube show i hear she plays tennis a lot like but down the racket get on
0: television. But,
1: but what's like, going to happen is she is she going to end up with Johnny? I feel like that would be a really weird ending to this.
0: No, cuz she's supposedly like happily married with kids. We don't need her to end up with Johnny, but it would be really fun to bring it be like really fun to bring her back for a couple of episodes. Oh,
1: yeah. And she Come could on. Like, maybe she could help bring them both back to find their center.
0: Something like that, you know.
1: And will Hillary Swank make an appearance?
0: Well, she's the is that Smith? one called that's the canon, Karate
1: Kid? the next Karate Kid. The next Karate Kid. She was in Karate Kid Part Four.
0: Yeah, that is because she was with Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Well, it's
1: not and like the Jaden Smith Karate the, Kid. Which yeah, that one doesn't not. even feature karate. Fair, fair <laughs> point. <laughs> it's about kung fu. I mean, it's really terrible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the movie was enjoyable, but it, it, there was no necessity to call it the Karate Kid under any mm-hmm. circumstances. Right. Okay. Right,
0: they act like it was a
1: remake, which is yes.
0: silly. There are rumors that uh, Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker are going to make a Rush Hour four.
1: Ooh, please no, please no. Rush that's Hour right. one is, is fantastic. Universe? Rush Hour two, one pretty good. Rush hour three out is What about getting
2: Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan back together
1: <gasps> for Shanghai really... Nights Because Shanghai Nights was really not yeah, that that good.
0: Was, was that's like I feel like Shanghai Nights is the heyday of the terrible sequel.
1: <laughs> that there's yeah. just you know, I mean, that's a good point. That that one does not look I I, I would love to see it But they'd really have to
0: Movies like Shanghai Noon, Shanghai Nights Remind me so much of the way um, Electric uh, The way Breaking and and Electric Boogaloo Were done, like the studio already Greenlights the sequel Before the first one's even done And then they're just like It's so terrible and hodgepodgey the second one They're like just
1: get it done, schedule, schedule Gotta get it done
0: Right, right. Oh, Everyone's yeah. getting paid. You there
1: know? was a lot of potential for Shanghai Nights, not yeah. just the pun. The Shanghai Nuno
0: was brilliant. Great oh, movie.
1: I love that movie. First of all, it, they find a way to work Kid Rock songs into an old-timey 1800s era. I
0: mean, Shy's happy is in heaven. So, um, I feel like we're getting very sidebarred here. Yeah, so we're all we're all so excited for Cobra Kai season two that we can't even talk about the trailer because we're so excited.
1: Exactly. You know that all three of them will be at awesome con not all-star comic-con but awesome con this coming weekend and you can like pay money you, reserve, you can re- yeah i am but i did not reserve like
2: all three of them like you could take a picture Sensei, johnny yeah. and daniel Russo. yeah
1: and you could like reserve a photo op with all three of them if you wanted to together
2: whoa it's too much what if you just wanted one of them
1: you can do that too it's just less money
2: Okay, I feel like we can all like do a GoFundMe page to get you to get. No, I, I, you know what?
1: You know, um, there are other people who I really want to meet. A picture
2: with the Karate Kid. Yeah, no.
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I, I want them to be my cousin Vinny. I don't need to know. I don't need. <laughs> I don't need to meet those actors. I feel I'm like if Daniel Russo was still
0: characters. sixteen, I'd be more interested. Ooh, that's a very good point.
1: Yeah if he was 16 or the part where i said "And and
0: we were 16 because otherwise it would be weird (laughs) no if he was still 16 you know what i mean like if it was somehow they could like time warp the original karate kid looks the same he does kind of look the same still mini short
1: all right shout outs who's got who's got shout outs
0: i have so many shout outs i'll let you guys go i want to shout out to cousin vanessa for bringing the macaroons and her delicious little babies and for coming to my seder I want to shout out to dad for leading the seder I want to shout out to mom for the gefilte fish I want to shout out to Vlad for the chicken soup I know I did all my shout outs at the beginning and I'm doubled, I'm doubling up on them but I really want to uh, yeah. Becky only shout outs to people she knows personally and I only shout out to celebrities that I do not know I mean go ahead then we're on the opposite
1: ends um, try, okay. shout outs. My shout outs. Uh, I'm getting. you know, I want to talk a little bit about All Star Comic Con. I know we mention it every week, but we're now getting into the countdown. I know right after we tape this episode, we are having our own planning call to talk about all the things that are going on. But just so, and
0: people, I, and you guys want me on that call?
1: We do. Lily okay. gave you an invite. And you were to officially it.
0: invited. So
1: and just, so, All Star Comic Con, Kevin Besnars. Uh, michael mcnutt founded it it is not just a a pop culture celebration but it is a year-round community i've been going to events locally these guys have been so tremendously supportive of everybody that is involved with them and they throw great events and they're super inclusive there are going to be amazing people at this like like celebrities it's not all about the celebrities but jessica Parker kennedy from the flash gail simone is one of like the all-time most important comic book writers ever Um, Tom King who is local to the area but also Superman Batman Justice League one of the giants of the comic book world C. Thomas Howell star of the Outsiders Red Dawn you know an icon is going to be there And then one of our favorite shows that Mike McNutt introduced us to, Deadly Class, Luke Tenney, is going to be on... He's great. He's going to be there. I really hope we get to catch up with him. And then, of course, star of... Uh, um... The, the Replacements, although she's been in much in many other things that are more important. She's only more,
2: in The Replacements. But as far as we're now.
1: concerned, the, the, the Replacements is a major achievement. Brooke Langton. Uh, Ming Chen from Kevin Smith's, you know, Eskew Universe, of USQ Universe and the Shared Universe podcast studio. And then Tim Capello, who is the saxophone playing dude from The Lost Boys. The Lost Boys, which I plan to reunite, is going to be there. And, of course, we're going to be there exhibiting at a booth. and. One of the things that's going to go on at our booth, and we have the equipment to do this, is we are going to be taping lightning rounds with people who come up to the booth. So you come up to the booth with us. You can come play by Rent, or Meh, or tell us about an I Told You show, or uh, maybe play a little Cast Away, where you can help us... Put a dreamcast together for something and it's going to be a lot of fun we're going to give some surprise stuff away and we're going to work on anyways it's going to be it's going to be really cool and we will be there the 7th 8th and 9th of june uh the 8th and 9th are the two big exhibiting days go to theallstarcomiccon.com and get tickets and then tweet about it share it on facebook let people know you're going uh it's 47 days one hour and 48 minutes to go
0: yeah wow only
1: so that's my big shout out, uh, Lily. Where can people follow you?
0: At Chichi K Gomez on Twitter.
1: Becky, where can people follow you?
0: At Paper B K Princess on Twitter.
1: And you can follow me at Pancake and the Number Four Table, Pancake Four Table, on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow all the Friday Night Movie Fun at Friday Night at Friday Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram, as well as FridayNightMoviePod.com. And the music from What Does It Eat will kick in, and we will dance our way into this afternoon. Bye, guys. Love you. Happy Passover. Bye.
2: Happy Passover. Enjoy the pasta. The Jospie was obsessed with clay Aiken.
1: What do you think those Jospies are doing right now?